Hi, I'm Hannah, team manager of the Orange Arrow Players Association, a nonprofit organization with the mission of coaching student athletes to aim for success off the field. Have you heard the news? Orange Arrow is turning 10. Please consider giving a monthly donation of $10 for 10 years of OA at www.orangearrow.org. Make sure to also subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on social media to see how we're celebrating. Thank you for listening. Welcome to Inside the Play Call with Orange Arrow, and I'm your host, Sean Robinson. And today we have a very, very special guest, the homie L Boogie, Lauren <laughs> Harris. What's up? How are you? Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. Thank you for joining. Thank you for joining. I am excited to have you on the podcast. You know, I started off L Boogie Lauren with the Y. I have an yes. idea. Where did I come? Where did I come from? Of course, it came from the one and only Lauren Hill. Um, my parents wanted a name with L, and both of them loved Lauren Hill, so. That's why it's spelled with a Y instead of an E. I, I love it. I'm a huge L Boogie fan. I'm a huge Lauren Harris fan now that I got to know you as well. I, I mean, it, it was low-key low key during my high school, college year. I was kind of low-key of a stand of, of Lauren Hill. And so it was to the point <laughs> where my, my early, um, I think my freshman year, where my teammates and friends, they knew me uh, on campus that I was a huge Lauren Hill fan to the point where there was a magazine. I had posters up in, in my dorm room. And there were magazines. Oh, you were a big fan. No, it was crazy. It was low-key, low-key a stand. And so they would bring uh, magazines and posters to my room like, oh, Lauren Hill this or Lauren Hill that. I'm a huge Lauren Hill fan. I, this whole podcast could be about Lauren Hill, but we're going to talk <laughs> about you, L Boogie, you, L Boogie. But as an athlete, as you know, the importance of stretching up and warming, a couple warm-up questions. First one, nice transition. If you're going to listen to one musical artist for 30 days straight, their entire catalog, who are you selecting? Um, it won't be Lauren Hill, unfortunately. Uh, her, so should we but... end the podcast now then? <laughs> Day. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I would select Drake. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, that's strong. I'm not mad at that at all. So what do you think about the <laughs> most recent album with 21 Savage I did listen to it I haven't listened to the whole thing but I like it okay yeah I, yeah I dig it now what about the album before the kind of um he took a little different approach did you dig that one I did I mean a lot of people talked bad about it but I liked it and then I was so happy when this um the newest one came out because before I was like a week before I was telling my friend I was like he just needs to put 21 Savage on all of his songs because those are the best ones. Like the last the previous two albums, I thought his best songs were the ones that featured 21. So Wow, how about happy. that? So, so maybe you should be an A&R or something. Maybe you have a career in the music industry, right? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. But, uh, can you um, rap any lyrics, Drake lyrics? No, but the one yeah, that's like been stuck in my head, you know, the famous one, 21, can you do something for me? Like, I've been hey. seeing that all the <laughs> <laughs> The memes are hilarious yes. <laughs> with, with, with those lyrics. Super dope. Drake. Drake, I'm with you there. All right. 
favorite TV show of all time. If it came on later today, you would sit down and watch it. Um, the challenge. I'm not sure if you've heard of that. No, it's like it out. it's like a mix of Survivor, Amazing Race, like all of that. I like like the competitiveness of it, I get it. and then that makes sense. Yeah, so that's my favorite. They have like 40 seasons. What I would say I started at like season 20 watching it. They come out like twice a year. I love it. I have to look it up. What 40 seasons? I have never heard of it. The challenge. I'm gonna do my research. Yes, the challenge. It comes on MTV. Okay. Last one more question. If you have any superpower, what superpower would you choose? Mind reading. Ooh, I was gonna suggest that. Okay. So <laughs> You would like to know what people are uh, are thinking, huh? Yes. Now, now, would you use it for good, though? Of course, yes. Okay, no doubt. <laughs> no, yes. oh, oh, you feel that way about me? <laughs> yeah. No, none of that. No malintent. All for good. Never, never that. Never that. Never that. So, El Boogie, take us back. Early beginnings, hometown, introduction to sports, family. Take it back a little bit. Okay, so I was born and raised in Maryland, um, the DMV area. DMV, let's uh, go. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I got to pause you there. I got to pause. got to pause. Are you a fan of go-go music? I am, yes. Okay, My parents all right. were born and raised in D.C., so it's in me. Chuck Brown, all that stuff. Yeah, backyard. Okay, yeah, you know all the classics. I got yes, you. I got definitely you. Definitely a go-go fan. All right, so, there it is. I was born and raised in the DMV. I got introduced to sports at... Ooh, very early, um, probably around like two or three. I have three older sisters. So my parents, they made it a point that we all had to do some extracurricular activities. So I was out there, even if I wasn't actually competing, I was out there watching my sisters. So I started like playing soccer around two or three. And then um, I started track actually when I was six years old after watching one of my older sisters compete in track. And then from there, I have never stopped. That's dope. So you have two older sisters. You are the baby. I have three oh. older sisters, actually. Oh, three. But yes, but you, I am. You're the baby. baby. You're the baby. Yes. So how is it being the, the baby? Do they still treat you like the baby? Um, They're learning not to. I'm 21 <laughs> now. So they're like, okay, she is and you're a real savage, adult 21 now. Savage, let's bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so it it's getting better like as I've gotten older of course they stop treating me as much like the baby but I love being the baby because I can always learn from them um I always look up to my sisters they're all great role models so honestly it's helped me to be successful like I've seen how much success they've had and I'm a competitor so I'm like I want to be better than that like all the time so I always have something to strive for so um, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I love being a baby. That's dope. That's dope. Now, we're going to get into your track career, but I would love to hear what other interests did you have outside of sports? The dance, theater, writing, any other things that you were into? Um, I did Girl Scouts for a while. I did Girl Scouts for about four years. Um, I stopped, and I would say, like, fourth or fifth grade, um, I've always liked writing. I never was in like any competitions or anything, but I loved poetry. So sometimes I would do that in my free time. 
um and yeah just all kinds of sports it wasn't just track it was like soccer cheerleading I couldn't do basketball though um but yeah just anything that was active now can you do a backflip or could you do one no I wish I started gymnastics and then I stopped before I learned how to do a backflip but like I could do a back walkover round off like all that but I want to get into it like I want to take a tumbling class and learn how to do a backflip that's dope that's dope have you ever attempted to do like a round off and part of a celebration and track meet or anything (laughs) no not as a celebration I'm more (laughs) of a reserved runner so like if good things happen just smile say congratulations to my competitors and keep moving I dig it. I dig it. Now, did you have, I know you looked up to your sisters. Did you have any other athletes you looked up to growing up? Yes, Allison Felix. Um, she's always been my role model ever since I was younger. I remember the first Olympics that I can remember watching was 2008, and she had an amazing um, competition there. So ever since then, I've always loved not just how she competed, but just how she carried herself as a person, very humble, well-spoken. So I've always looked to somewhat emulate that. That's dope. That's dope. You know, I just thought about, I think there's another, we're going to get into your sprints, like I said, you get into your track, but there's another standout Miami athlete. Did she spell her name with a Y? Lauren Williams. Yes, Lauren Williams. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. She was nice. Have you met her before? I have not met her, but hopefully, I know that she does come back um, pretty often. So hopefully, I'll get to meet her before my time is up. Yeah, she was nice. She was nice. Yeah, she was yeah. great. She was in the yeah. 2008 Olympics. I remember her as well. Oh, yeah, they were there. Okay, yep, the same time. That's really cool. And so, you started to focus on high school and high school, you started excelling track. So when did you know that like track was your thing and that, that you were better than most? Um, probably around middle school, right before high school. Um, like I said, I played other sports. So in middle school, I was playing like three sports and track was really the one that I gravitated towards the most. Um, I played soccer but it was just more to stay in shape for track Um, and then also competing with my teammates around that time in middle school was when um, I was on a really good club team and we ended up winning a few national championships and things like that and um, and then my high school coach was actually affiliated with my club team so he like asked me, hey, do you like I work for this school? Would you mind like coming there? Do you it's like a good educational program, track program? Would you want to do it? And I was all in from there. And so what events did you run in high school? I started off uh, only running the 100, 200 and 400 because that's what I specialized in right. all the way up until then. And then my sophomore year, um, indoor I started hurdling a little bit I only ran the hurdles one time outdoors and then junior year I really focused on hurdling so um not the 400 hurdles only the 100 hurdles that 400 is no joke and outdoor of my junior year um just kind of as a joke I started long jumping like one day my practice ended early and then 
I still saw the jumpers out there and I was like, oh, I bet you I could jump far. And like the jump coach was like, why don't you try? And so I jumped and he was like, yeah, you're jumping now. So <laughs> I didn't start long jumping until outdoor of my junior year and then senior year. Like those were my focuses, long jumping hurdles. And that's how I got recruited. Dope. And so did you run the four by one? I did. Yes. Yeah. So I ran okay. all of the relays. I ran four okay. by one, four by two, four by four. Four by four. Okay. Yeah. So what is your, um, at least during that time period, what was your uh, favorite race? The 100 hurdles. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. All right. And so, so you mentioned then you started, started to be recruited. So what schools were you considering attending leaving high school? Um, I took four visits. I went to UNC, Purdue, Ohio State, and the University of Pennsylvania. And I committed... Oh. To you, did you wait hold on see this is why we gotta have you gotta you need to be anywhere <laughs> I had no idea because you just listed four schools we're going to speak to you you're at the university of miami connect yeah. the dots, for me. Connect <laughs> the dots. Yes, coming out of high school the university of miami was actually not even in the equation and it wasn't anyone that i spoke to or anything like that was probably the farthest thing from my mind um the University of Pennsylvania was my dream school since I was about eight years old because I saw my sister run at Penn Relays, which, you know, is like one of the biggest track and field events. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I want to go here. So I'd always looked um, to go to UPenn. And then when I got recruited for, by them and took my visit, I was like, OK, yeah, this is where I'm going to go. So that's where I ended up being for a year and a half. I did my full freshman year there and then fall of my sophomore year. Um, but during that time, like in the middle, around March in my freshman year is when COVID happened. So I was at home for um, kind of half the time that I was a student at Penn. And then I just, I didn't feel like the school was a good fit for me. So I started looking elsewhere. And when I entered the transfer portal, Miami was the first um, team to reach out to me. And ever since then, like I clicked. I spoke with almost all of the coaches here, except for throws, because I'm not involved in throws, but they connected me with four different coaches, and I loved my conversations with all of them. I didn't get to take a visit, unfortunately, because of the pandemic, but um, I just felt like this is where I needed to be, and I transferred in January of my sophomore year. Wow, I did not know the backstory. That is super <laughs> dope, super dope. I mean, you didn't take a visit, but it it's Miami, right? You had an idea. <laughs> like, yes. Okay, say less. I'm right? like, how bad could it be? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so, what are you majoring in at um at Miami? And then, not only not only what are you majoring in, but also how are you balancing being a student athlete? Speak to both, please. So I'm majoring in political science with a minor in public administration, and um, balance is not that, that hard just because I'm used to it from being a student athlete, but of course, like I have my schedule for track, so I practice um, three, three days a week. I lift in the morning, and then I have class, and then I go back to practice in the afternoon. Um, two days a week, I have class first and then practice in the afternoon. So everything is pretty much like in its own time slot, like nothing really merges with each other. So I just focus on that for like from 
7 a.m. is when I have lift to about um, 5 p.m. when I'm done with like practice and most of my classes. And then at night I study. So yeah, it's good. So you have that going on. In addition to volunteering, you're on SAC. I mean, you're leaving out a, a lot of things that you're doing. You, you're, uh, you, you started a, uh, you know, an organization there on campus, or, or, or at least you're carrying the, the torch moving forward. Like, so speak to some of the other things that you're involved in at Miami, because you're definitely more than an athlete. Yes, so I, um, I'm involved in the Black Student Athlete Alliance as co-president. Uh, it was started about two years, so it started actually. Um, in fall of 2020, so right before I actually transferred to Miami, but I became the co-president this past May. So we hold um, monthly meetings. Uh, we talk about mental health. We talk about um, building community, just creating a safe space for Black student athletes. Uh, so throughout the month, we work on programming and trying to figure out like what the topic is going to be. Uh, just recruiting people for different events and things like that. I'm also a part of SAC, the Student Athlete Advisory Committee, and we just talk about, um, I'm a representative for track and field. Every sport has um, a male and woman representative, and we just talk about the different things that student athletes are going through, any challenges that we might have on our sports teams in general, and try to work through that get support from administrators and just advocate on behalf of other student athletes. And that's also um, a monthly meeting that we have. So on the weekends is when I typically dedicate time to those extracurriculars. Sometimes during the week, I have the meetings with our advisors and things like that to plan for the upcoming meetings. But um, throughout the week, I focus on school and track, have to make sure that those are good. And then on the weekends, I focus on extracurriculars. Wow. I mean, I'm excited to see you grow in, in, in your career and you know, what's next after University of Miami. I mean, there's so many things that you are capable of doing. You, sp you spoke to your major being political science. What do you think you want to do after graduation? I have really developed an interest in diversity, equity, and inclusion recently. So I think that I want to pursue either DEI consulting or lobbying. Um, I worked with another firm a couple years ago, well, for about two years, and it was about advocating on behalf of female student athletes. And it was somewhat similar to what lobbyists do. And I was like, okay, this is what I'm passionate about. Like I'm passionate about advocating for people um, who are underrepresented. So um, that's what I want to do, I think. That's dope. And you are built for it. Um, mm -hmm. Anyway, we could support, let us know. I'm excited to, um, you know, to be connected. And so we mean the orange arrow. And so this past summer you were juggling yeah. <laughs> um, but you were an intern with us while you were still, um, you know, interning as well in, uh, in the D.C. area. There you go. I mean, you, you love juggling, wearing multiple <laughs> hats. So, but speak to your time uh, with Orange Arrow, how you got involved. And, um, yeah, just speak to your experience. Thank you. Yes. So I heard about Orange Arrow through one of my teammates, actually, Jalen Gordon. I think you all had Shout him on the podcast Let's before. go, Jalen. Shout out to my He's dog. 
Yes, he's an amazing guy. So I heard about it through him. And I always wanted to volunteer throughout the school year. But for whatever reason, things just didn't line up. So when we had a career fair and I saw um, Orange Arrow listed for an internship, I was like, okay, I want to apply to this. And then you all accepted me as a programming intern. And in the summer, I was able to help out with um with the camp that you all put on. So that was exciting, being able to interact with student, young student athletes, grade school student athletes and teach them transferable skills. Um, that definitely aligns with my passion and my way of thinking. I think that everyone is more than just an athlete and you have to build all aspects of the individual. So I think that that's what Orange Arrow does. And I was so happy to be a part of it and just interact with younger individuals. That's super dope. And so your time, I actually have a favorite memory, but do you have a favorite memory that comes to mind um, with OA? Do you want me to uh, share or you, go, or you got one? You got one on top, off top. I think just, I forget exactly what day it was, but one of the meetings that we had when there was a dance battle and just being able to see, it was Kayla and a grade school student athlete and just it was Bria, yeah the, yes Bria just seeing Bria like flourish and just so confident like I love to see that in young individuals like I love to see them showing their true selves authentic selves without worrying about anybody else and just going for it so that was my favorite memory that was uh I believe it was Bria Bria has a twin Aubrey and I cannot tell yes. him Apart, they <laughs> they I think it was Bria. So, so I think Aubrey it, sang and Bria danced. I think so, but shout I'm out to them both, just in case we uh, we miss yes. them. Now, the one I was gonna bring up, I was gonna bring up roster, and how you got voted off because they thought you were the journal manager. Oh like, yeah, hey. because I was like smiling or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they went after you like you're low key not that good at that game. <laughs> <laughs> they got you yeah, good. They it's got okay. Good. Yeah, yeah. You know, the other moment that was really good, we actually actually saw the video not too long ago. It was your your team versus um oh my goodness, uh Blaze team when we were doing a taboo in the breakout rooms and um oh, y'all yeah. back and forth taboo charade. So that was uh that was that was a fun moment as well. It went down to the wire. That was good. That was good. Yeah, that was a yeah. good time. Yeah. And so uh El Boogie. Lauren Harris, thank you for your time. Thank you for who you are. And as we close, as you know, the mission of Orange Arrows to coach student athletes to aim for success off the field, off the track, out of the pool, wherever the playing arena may be. Now, you spoke to this a little bit, but why is it important to be more than athletes, successful outside of one sport? I believe it's important to be more than an athlete because your physical health and who you are physically is not always going to be the same. Sometimes you get injured and um, especially like we saw with COVID, things are not always guaranteed um, for us as college student athletes, all athletes in general, but I can only speak to myself because I was in college, but we had um, our sports, which is a large part of our identity kind of taken away from us. And a lot of people struggle with that because they identified so much with their sport. Um, but I feel like for myself, it, I was able to get through it a little bit better than other people because I had developed the understanding of who I was without track. Um, track is only 
a added piece to me it's not my whole being so just knowing like who you are outside of your sport honestly it makes you better in your sport as well but um it helps you in life in general because sports they're great and um they teach us so many life skills but they're not always going to be there not for everybody at least there it is lauren again thank you for your time appreciate you all the best to you this upcoming season looking forward to catch up soon thank you thank you so much all right, peace.